Good evening. Welcome to the Palace of Praise. We're glad you're here tonight. We want to welcome each and every one of you. Uh, tonight we're going to have a time of uh, devotion and prayer. We actually won't be doing uh, a worship service. We've got a lot of people out tonight. We, one thing we thank the Lord is we've got 75 children up at camp that are getting blessed by the Lord, having a great experiences. So we've got a lot of leaders up there and stuff, and we've got our praise team. A lot of them have worked overtime tonight, so they're not here either. But that's okay because we're here to hear the word of the Lord, and we're here to pray mainly. It's to come together for a time of prayer. I want to remind you this Sunday, most of you sure know, but I want to remind you this Sunday is Father's Day. We have a Father's Day service planned Sunday morning. We'll not have a Father's Day service Sunday night. There will not be no p.m. service. Do so you can spend time with your families. But uh, So this Sunday morning, invite everyone you can. And uh, our pastor is on vacation, enjoying himself. He'll be back this Sunday morning to preach. So uh, God is good. Amen. So at this time, would you please welcome Brother David Thomas, who's going to come forth and bring forth the word. Now, he may sing. I don't know if he sings or not. We'll see. <laughs> not a, a cappello. Good evening, church. Everybody well tonight? I want to thank Pastor Randy for giving me an opportunity to minister tonight. And, uh, you know, I think it was last week or uh, the week prior to that, I guess uh, the wife and I have been here right at a year. And, uh, boy, we just, uh, we have just enjoyed uh, the palace and we, we counted as family and and it's just, it's, it's always good to assemble uh, here in the church. And as uh, Pastor Randy was sharing, this is the Father's house. And uh, I love to be in the Father's house. God is good. Um, I want to I wanna begin tonight. First of all, I, I really feel the Lord has really impressed this word upon my heart. And I pray that you'll receive uh, tonight from it. And uh, I want to begin with a couple of scriptures. One is found in Matthew. And uh, Matthew 28, and uh, we'll begin it at uh, verse 18. This is uh, the charge that we have as uh, ambassadors for Christ. And, and Jesus, you know, this is written in red, and Jesus is talking to his disciples, but... He said, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them. And this is, this is what I really want to uh, center in on. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. You know... Teaching is so vitally important. You know, I was uh, listening to Brother Lemons last week and really enjoyed his message. And he said, I got a little preachy. Well, tonight I'm, I'm going to try to get a little teachy tonight and, and just teach a little bit. I, I really feel God give me something to share tonight. And then uh, 
in Second uh, Timothy uh, chapter three and verse sixteen. It says, "All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is what? It's profitable for doctrine or for teaching." For reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. I love the way the Amplified puts it. I want to read it out of the Amplified. It says, Every scripture is God-breathed, given by inspiration and profitable for instruction, for reproof, for conviction of sin, for correction of error and discipline in obedience and for training in righteousness, in holy living, in conforming to God's will in thought, purpose, and action. I thought that's, uh, that's powerful. And we're going to try to teach a little bit tonight. I always like to put a title on, on um, the word or the subject that I uh, minister on. And tonight I've, I've give this title, it just kind of come in my heart, The Key to Success or Failure. The Key to Success or Failure. The very thing that can cause us to be successful is the very thing that we can have failures in our life. I want to talk just a little bit tonight about choices that we make. In in Deuteronomy 30, 19, the scripture says that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life that you and your seed may live. God has created us with the free will to choose and, and, and to make choices in our life. But the choices that we make, many times they lead us in the directions, whether they're, it's good or bad, you know, we, we need to learn to uh, make God choices. Allow God to lead because he has a plan and a purpose for our life. How many of you could say amen to that? There's an old saying, um, and I know you've probably heard it. If you've dug yourself in a ditch, the best thing to do is quit digging. Can you say Amen. And it's the same way about choices. How many of you have made poor choices in your life? Oh, I can share a few, but I won't. We've all made some choices in our life, some, uh, some poor decisions in our life that really affected us. And, and uh, you know, I, in, in uh, the early or the late 60s and the early uh, 70s, the first couple of years of uh, the 70s there, man, I was making all kinds of bad choices in my life. You know, I remember I was working for Warren Brazier and, at the time, and we were traveling around the country, and we were uh, hanging red iron. And, uh, you know, I don't talk about this stuff a whole lot, but, you know, I feel uh, tonight to maybe share a thought or two tell you a little bit about some decisions I made. But we traveled around the, the country and, and uh, sad to say we was a partying crew. And we would party at night and we'd try to work through the day. 
And that's when I fell under conviction, walking that steel. You know, you had to walk something the size of a two-by-four with bolts and a wrench on you. And I, I fell under conviction. And I'm so thankful that, that God cared enough that uh, convicted me of the choices and the life that I was living. I was saved when I was young, but I didn't follow through with living for God. And I made a decision. I, I, I told the crew, I said, I'm going home. And I'm quitting this partying. I'm going to start going to church. I'm going to get my life straightened up. And here's another thing I said. I'm going to find me a wife and I'm going to get married. Well, all of that come to pass. I, I decreed that very thing. And it all come to pass. And since then, I've been endeavoring to make choices that God is pleased with. How many of you can say amen? So when you dig yourself in a hole, just quit digging. Make choices that are uh, God choices. You know, I was, uh, I was thinking of the very fact that, you know, God's view of success is totally different than the world's view of success. I mean, just let me share a, a couple of things with you. The world's definition of success is uh, to obtain popularity or to achieve prosperity or wealth or respect or fame or power. I got to thinking about that, and there's nothing wrong with those things, but the world's view, all of those things is, is what they define success but it's with the absence of God. See, God doesn't care if you're popular or famous as long as you're leading others to Christ. God doesn't care if you have wealth. We need wealthy people in the kingdom of God. Come on, to further the, the gospel of the, the Lord Jesus Christ. We need people that are, are, are kingdom conscious and, and where they can uh, further the kingdom. I was, last night, I don't know if any of you uh, get on YouTube. I get on YouTube every once in a while. And I, last night, right before I went to bed, I got on YouTube. And uh, I, looked, I, I was watching Jensen Franklin, and before he ever got into the message, he was given a testimony of how that there was a millionaire that said, maybe some of you heard this, that he would give $4 million dollars to some type of cause that they have, if his church would match that $4 million. And uh, Jensen said, I, I, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, uh, you know, I'll bribe them. I'll do whatever I can do. He's kind of cutting up a little bit. And I think it was, it, it was in six weeks or 16 weeks, one of, one of the two, that that church raised $4 million and the man gave $4 million to a cause of the kingdom. That's $8 million, church. He said, in all my years of ministry, I've never seen. We need, we need people that are wealthy that have a, have a kingdom uh, consciousness about them. Can you say amen? God wants us to have power. You know, the world says, boy, they're powerful people. 
God wants us to be powerful people. He, he said, after that, the Holy Ghost has uh, come upon you. You shall receive power, power to live for God, power to be a witness, not just verbally, but uh, power to walk it out and live the life that God wants us to live. So God's definition of success and the world's definition of success is, is somewhat different. And uh, I want us to look at some scripture tonight. If you have your Bibles uh, uh, with you or your phones, turn with me, if you would, to Luke chapter 12. And we're going to look at a few things here that the Lord really laid upon my heart. In verse 13 through 15, it says, And, and one of the company said unto him, Master, speak to my, my brother that he divide the inheritance with me. And he said unto him, Man, who made me a judge or a divider over you? And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consists not in the abundance of things which he possesses. How many of you know there's more to life than the things that we have? Much more to life. The Amplified, I, I, I love the way the Amplified brings it out. It says, and, and he said unto them, guard yourselves and keep free from all covetousness and immoderate desire for wealth. I looked that word up and it, it really carries the meaning of uh, there's, a, there's a lack of control. It goes on to say the greedy longing to have more. For a man's life does not consist in and is not uh, derived from the possessing, overflowing abundance that which is over and above his needs. You know, I, I was thinking about the young, uh, the young rich man that came to Jesus and, and said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said, keep the commandments, and he said, I've done that from my youth up. What lack I? And Jesus said, sell what you have, give to the poor, and, and follow me. I wonder how many people have, 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 have suffered what they could have experienced because they wouldn't, wouldn't let things go. And the Bible said that he went away sorrowful because he had great wealth, and I always like to say that wealth had him. In, uh, let's, let's look a little bit further here. It says in the 16th verse, he said, And he spoke a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful, and he, he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my, my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I will, I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I be bestow all my fruits and my goods and I will say to my soul so thou hast much goods laid up for many years take thy, thy ease eat drink and be merry but God said unto him thou fool this night thy soul shall be required of thee then whose shall all these things be which thou hast provided now listen to this right here so is he that, that layeth up treasures for himself. This is what really rocked my spirit. 
and is not rich toward God. And is not rich toward God. How many rich people do we have tonight that are rich toward God? Are you thankful for that? Not rich toward God. You know, uh, last uh, Friday before last, we went to Christway on uh, a Friday night. We went there. First time I had been there. You know, I, uh, you know, I love what God is doing in these women. Glory to God. Can you say it, man? I love, you know, Sunday morning, I, we ought to be buzzing still. Sunday morning, boy, when, when, when Pastor Randy asked for him to come home, you know, I don't know if that was, they were coming home back to the church, they were rededicating, their, I don't know all that story. But I tell you what, God was moving in their hearts and in their lives. And I, I, seen, uh, I seen Brother Randy and... and uh, is it Debbie, your wife? Joyce, okay. If I call you George, and I called, uh, I called Bill uh, Bob one time. The wife said, well, just call, as long as you call him for dinner. <laughs> but I, I told him, I said, boy, what a good service we had Sunday. And I said, about got me fired up. How many, about got you fired up Sunday? Man, what a service all day Sunday, powerful. But anyways, we went to uh, uh, Christway there, and, and uh, Cassie, she was ministering, and, and uh, she ministered. The, the, the heart of her message was how that we need to spend time with God. Just spend time with God, how valuable it is to spend time with God. You know, I found out a long time ago, uh, you know, you got to take time because Boy, we live in a busy world, don't we? There's all types of things that uh, we, we know we need to do and should do. And we got to take time to spend with God. To be rich toward God. Spend time. You know, I, I, uh, I thought about that. And, and a week prior to this, i got to confess. A week prior to this, I told my wife, I said, man, that... Last week, I, I just didn't, you know, I wasn't in the Word as much as I should be. I wasn't, uh, uh, you know, I, I didn't spend as, as much one-on-one uh, -on -one time with God. And, and, and I was on the porch. We always uh, get on the porch early in the morning, drink our coffee and talk. And I said, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I don't feel exactly right when I don't spend time with God. If I'm not in the Word, you know, my wife, she can... She can go, you know, she likes to go with the girls and they'll go on color runs and, and all this kind of stuff. She's done that. And when she ain't there, I miss her. I don't, I don't have her to talk to, you know. And, uh, you know, that's, do, you, do you miss not talking to God and, and, and spending time with God? How many of you know we need to spend some time with God? So we can be rich toward God. We need to stay in the word. We need to stay in prayer. You know, we're going to be praying tonight. I'm going to give you an opportunity tonight to pray tonight. You know, I got to thinking, boy, if I, if I didn't give you an opportunity, we got some prayer warriors over here. They'll call down fire on me. We're going to give you an opportunity sometime tonight to pray and seek God and spend some time with God. Amen? Praise the Lord. Matthew 16, 20, 26 says, For what? 
Would it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his, his uh, this is out of the Amplified, his life, listen to this, his blessed life in the kingdom of God? Or what would a man give as an exchange for his blessed life in the kingdom of God? You know, I, I, Pastor Randy uh, Sunday morning talked a lot about blessing. And brother, I can't hardly say I'm blessed without saying I'm grateful. I am grateful. How many of you are grateful for what God has, has done in your life? I, I, I walk around with, with gratefulness in my heart. I have an attitude of gratitude toward God. I know where God brought me from. I, you know, I know where he, 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 he took me from. And I am grateful. I am thankful for what God has done in my life. I was a mess. And thanks be to God for his goodness, his mercy. In Matthew, uh, Matthew 6, and... Uh, Verse um, 31, it says, Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what, wherewith shall we be clothed? It says, For all these things do the Gentiles seek. Now I love this right here. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. How many of you know that, you know, God has not called Jehovah Jireh for nothing? He is the God that provides. And, and you know, David, David said, I'm young, I was old, and, and his testimony was, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Never seen it. I was, I was uh, listening to Mike preach the other day, and uh, I enjoy all the preachers here. I really do. I, I, I love preaching. I love teaching. And Mike was talking about Peter. And he's talking about how that, you know, Jesus said, come unto me. And he, he jumped out of that boat and he, he walked on water. And the thought come to me, you know, if we're not careful, we can, we can get our eyes on the circumstances of life. And we've all done that. And, and take our eyes off of Jesus. You know, I, I believe that as we're living in this day and in this hour, we're living in perilous times. And I believe we've got to learn to keep our eyes upon Jesus. You know, we've got to keep our eyes on the one that walked upon the water and, and not allow the circumstances. You know, it, it might be tough, but I want to tell you something. God's going to come through for you. Come on. He's, he's a God that never fails. He's a God that's more than enough. And I'm sure that all of us could give testimony of testimony of God's goodness. He's a good God. He cares for us. But it says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom. What, what is that talking about? It's talking about kingdom life. Seek ye first kingdom life. See, we're, uh, this is good news. We are in this world, but we're not of this world. 
And we've been delivered from the powers of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. We are citizens of the kingdom. And we are to be representatives of the kingdom of God in this earth. We're in this world. We're not of this world. We're pilgrims passing through. Can you say amen? Seek first kingdom life. Put priority on kingdom life. I love what pastor said Sunday morning. Stay in the Father's house. Come on, stay in the Father's house. Be faithful. Whether somebody else is faithful or not, you be faithful. Stay in the house. That's where deposits are made into your life. That's where the five-fold ministry speaks into your life. And I'm here to tell you, you can't get it on television. I mean, I'm not saying you can't get anything. Man, I, Sunday morning, man, I was, uh, I, I was feeling good. How about you? I love to see God move. I love to see God working in the lives of people. Seek first the kingdom, kingdom life, and his righteousness. The Amplified says his, righteous, his way of being right and doing right. How many of you know, by faith, we were justified, by faith. And we were declared righteous, but then we are to seek kingdom life and do right. Look at somebody and say, we're supposed to be doing right. Going about doing right. Amen. Not just being right, doing right. And he's empowered us to do it. Hallelujah. God is good. So seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these things that you have need of shall be added unto you. He is the God that provides. You know, I was sharing, you know, I've, I love the life groups. We're actually in two of the life groups because we're trying to get to uh, know people. And uh, we're, we're with the Rankins, and they're great hosts, and we're with the Cochrans, and they're great hosts. And we've been in these life groups, and uh, the, uh, the fellowship there is just, uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's wonderful. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Don't look at me funny. Do you ever have a senior moment? <laughs> I, got, I got a good memory. It's just short. <laughs> but we've enjoyed these, these life groups. Uh, Denny, Denny shared a, a, a devotion I thought was really good about contentment. How that we need to learn to be content, have, have a contentment. And, and Pastor Randy, you were talking about that this morning, or uh, Sunday morning. Uh, you know, that's a, a, a prosperous soul, really, when you learn to be content. And what is a prosperous soul? A prosperous soul is when, is when you know, y y your soul lines up with your spirit man and they begin to work in harmony. That's a prosperous soul. When you begin to line your thinking up with the Word of God. And then you begin to speak what the Word of God says. And then you begin to believe what the Word of God says. Yeah. 
Stay in the Word until the Word gets into you. Amen? I heard a person say one time, well, I read the Bible. Yeah, but we're leaking vessels. We need to renew our minds so we can be transformed and be the people that God wants us to be. In uh, John, 3 John, verse 2, um, I want to read this out of the Amplified. It says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper, listen to this, in every way. Prosper in every way. You know, you can have a lot of wealth and really not be a prosperous person. God wants us to prosper in every way, church. And that your body may keep well. Even as I know your, your soul keeps well and prospers. So what is, uh, what is the, uh, the key to su- success or failure? It really, it really has to do with some of the decisions that we make. In, uh, in Psalms 1, if I can turn to that, Psalms 1, I'm used to having my hands free. Uh, Psalms 1, it says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight, listen to that, his delight is in the law of the Lord. His desire, his delight. How many of you delight in the word of God? I love to hear these men preach. I love to hear good teaching. I delight myself in the word of God. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law doeth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth its fruit in its season. His leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. It's, it's, it's all about choices that we make. See, every one of us tonight made a choice to come to the Father's house. Amen. I, I believe we've made a good choice. And I believe we, we've obeyed the word of the Lord because he said, fail not to assemble yourself together as the manner of some is. But even much the more, how many of you know we're living in the last days? We need to be faithful to the house uh, of God. I believe in faithfulness. I believe that's the people God can use. Faithful people. In Deuteronomy, I, I, I love this, and I'm not going to be much longer, but in Deuteronomy uh, 28, I've preached on that a lot of times. And it talks about all the blessings of God. We had a lady that come to church. She had a bumper sticker that said, I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'd call her on the phone. She, she, I'd say, how you doing? She said, I'm too blessed to be stressed. How many of you are too blessed to be stressed? I'll I tell you what. 
listen, listen to this. It's all about choices. Moses gave a, a list of blessings that would come uh, to, to those that were obedient to the voice of the Lord. How many of you know if you're willing and obedient, the Bible said you'll eat the good of the land. The blessings of God will overtake you if you'll, if you'll watch the choices that you make. You know, I must say, this has been a, 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 a and I've told these pastors that, it's been a big adjustment for me to come to the palace of praise because it's kind of turned my world upside down. Nothing to do with the, the palace of praise here. I love the church. I love you people. Man, this is a, a powerful church. But it's changed some things for me. And God has taken away some things and he's adding some things. And, and you know, I'm not, I, we're not here. We didn't come with any type of agenda. We came here because God said, go there. How many of you want to be where God wants you to be? Come on. I want to hear from him. He said uh, in, in this, he said, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God shall set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Now, I'm not going to read all down through there, but there's a couple of them I, 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 that really stick out to me. It said, Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. How many of you know you're either coming in or going out? That means you're going to be blessed all the time by God. If we hearken diligently to what God has said to us, we're going to be blessed going out. We're going to be blessed coming in. And how many of you can say that you're blessed and you're grateful? Come on, I am grateful for God's blessing. Hallelujah. Here's another one. He said, the Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouse and in all that thou settest thy hand unto and, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The, the Lord God will command the blessing. I don't, I don't believe that God is a respecter of persons. If we'll diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord, unto the word of the Lord, he will command the blessing upon us. How many of you can say amen? Somebody say, bring it on, Jesus. Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 3, I've got a couple of more verses. My son, forget not my law, but let thy heart keep my commandments for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them. About thy neck, write them upon the table of thy heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. I love this verse. It means much to me. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. And lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy path. 
Be not wise in thy own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. We need to learn to wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. He said he would direct us and guide us. I made a promise to the Lord a long time ago. I ain't going to get into it, but I made a promise to the Lord that I would wait upon the Lord and his direction. In all thy ways, God cares about the little things in our life. We need to, we need to make God decisions because that's where the blessing lies. And I'm not just talking about blessing of things. I'm talking about blessing of joy and peace. And you can lay down at night, come on, and just have the peace of God upon you. You, it doesn't matter what the, what the economy does. You know you got a God that provides. Come on. You're not going to worry. You're not going to fret. And if you do, you got to shake yourself out of it. Come on. Get that word inside of you until that word can come out. We've got to stay in the word. Wait upon God. Jeremiah 29, 11, one of my favorite verses. God has a plan for every one of us. If I'm still breathing, if I'm not dead, God's not done. Come on, I love that song. You know, God's, uh, God has a plan. I believe here at the palace we have some hungry people. Come on. I believe we're going to see some things, Brother Randy. I, I'm right with you. I, I believe we're going to see the move of God. Come on. Hallelujah. Wait upon God. He has a plan and a purpose. The choices and decisions we make determine our, our destiny. We can make some wrong choices. You know, you can marry the wrong person. Brother ministered Sunday about being unequally yoked. You know, a lot of times people get a soul tie. They get emotionally tied to somebody they don't need to get emotionally tied to. Wait on God. Amen. My, my heavenly father gave me that little lady right there. I, I waited on God. The 5th of July, we're celebrating 47 years of a good, wonderful marriage because of God, and I'm grateful. I got to thinking, you know, uh, she said, uh, you, you know, if you... If you find a, find a wife, you find a good thing and obtain the favor of the Lord. And she said she was glad to give that to me. I remember telling them guys, I'm going to find me a wife and get married. So because I found you, Janet, I found favor of the Lord. I, I'm the one that got the favor of the Lord because I found you. She said, I, I'm glad to give you that favor. Well, she didn't give me that favor. 
Lord God is good. Hallelujah. So trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not unto thy own understanding. Here's, here's uh, Joshua 1.8. We're going to wrap it up real quick. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do, be a doer, according to all that is written therein. For then, listen to this, thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. You know, I've received a, a, a letter by a pastor friend of mine that uh, has done tremendous work through the years in, in Belize. And he sent this letter to me, and, and uh, he was talking about the, the, our society and everything we see in our society today. I, I'd never dreamed, years ago, I'd never dreamed that our society would be in the shape that it is, is in today. Never, never dreamed that. And he had had an encouraging word. He sends these letters out to various pastors and friends, and he said, we got to keep our eyes in the unseen things. Scripture says, while we look not at the things that are seen, but the things that are not seen, for the things that are seen are just temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. Remember the uh, prophet that the servants, uh, he said, that they've surrounded us, and and he prayed and he said, well, uh, Father, open his eyes that he might see. There are more with us than there are with them. And when we look at the circumstances, I've shut the news off. I'm tired of it. I'm sick and tired of it. I've shut it off. I don't want to listen to it. I peek at it every once in a while. I didn't realize until Randy said that Israel was having trouble. I needed to know that so we could pray for Israel like that over that situation. We got to keep our eyes upon Jesus, church. And not look at the circumstances because, I, you know, I don't know what tomorrow brings, but I know who holds tomorrow. And I don't have to worry about what takes place. I don't have to worry about it because I know that God has always taken care of us and he's not going to stop now. How many of you can say amen? Praise the Lord. So this is the word the Lord had given me tonight and I would ask you if you would stand with me tonight.